act as if Ben Affleck gives an amazing speech in Boiler Room about that phrase to a group of new brokers that for me perfectly resonates with the way I understand that statement. Maybe you're more familiar with the version of dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Basically, assume the role before you get it so you can prove you deserve it. Dress the part, act the part, execute the part, establish respect, credibility, dominance. In many ways, it's like playing a character. But in order to really nail that audition, you really have to become that person. Showcase who you are. Connect with your fellow cast members. Really connect with the character you want to become. Be confident, even when everything's telling you otherwise. Hold your head high and be exactly who you see yourself to be. It sounds simple. It takes practice, even when you don't realize you're practicing. But when you put together all the pieces for that character you want to play, you then become that part. But you better be careful about the parts you audition for, because whether you like it or not, you just might get it. My name is Jason Furious, and this is my madness method. Fuck a meeting, we're about to have a sit down. Wrap the phone up in plastic and stick it in the fridge. They know what we are, but they don't know what we did. Anything about a mixer, heard again sent. Well, that happened. The, the cops pull us over. They take Jamie, all the contents of those bags. They interrogate Cindy. They had us handcuffed on the side of the road and. You know, something sticks out to me about that whole scenario. I remember sitting on the side of the road there. And when Harry and I were pulled out of the back of the cop car and, and we're now we're sitting on the side of the road, still handcuffed, and I'm watching the cars go by. And man, you know how people get. They, everybody's got to see. And I'm making eye contact with these people going by. And it just dawned on me like, oh, my God. Like, I could know any of these people. And this could all blow up on a way more personal level. I was like, for a moment, I was embarrassed. But uh, I got over it. So off the cops drive with Jamie, I've got Cindy and Harry and three loaded pipes. I get to get high. And at this point, my main concern is Cindy. She is not of this world and of this life. This was my girl. I, I protected her from this as best I could anyway. Obviously, I did a bang up job, but I got, I got Harry. I got a, I got a stray human with me now. Like my connection was with Jamie. We had the relationship. Harry was her dude. Just like if she was a dude, you know, I'm not going to hang out with his girl. My business isn't with him. You know, we drove around what felt like forever. But ultimately, the decision was made that, you know, we're going to do what, what tweakers do, right? If you got money in your pocket, you get a hotel room. Harry was a hotel cook. You know, he didn't need all the things that... I had grown accustomed to in manufacturing. He uh, he had his own way. I never learned that way. It, it looked gross. I mean, the dope got the job done, but mm, like I'm bougie. <laughs> My stuff's got to be, if I'm going to make it, it's got to be of a certain quality. Like I'll smoke your stuff if it gets the job done and I got nothing else laying around. But anyway, we gathered up what he needed from where he needed as quickly as possible, because just because we got to drive away does not mean that the situation's over. How stupid would it be of us to drive directly to anywhere important? We went back to Jamie's place, which is an expected place for us to go. 
we left Harry there for a while, let him gather up his things. And, and Cindy and I went off and, and just spent some time. This is where she gave me more detail about what it is that they had told her and questioned her. Honey, you don't know your man's a known drug dealer. I, I didn't know what to do for her. She was scared and she did great. But we spent hours just calming down, having conversation, kind of thinking through what it is that needed to happen. Now, admittedly, I was doing my best to portray whatever human emotion I felt like I should be portraying right then, because I'll be honest, I, I kind of felt nothing. Like I was scared at first when it happened, but even my reaction when we got pulled over, like, ain't this a bitch we're getting pulled over? Like reality just wasn't somewhere I lived. But I would do my best to pretend like, oh, this is how I should be acting. Oh, no, I'm so upset. But I did the best I could to console her. After a bunch of hours, maybe it may have been a dozen hours, we went back. We picked up Harry, which in hindsight, I, I don't know why. I got no ties to this fucking guy. Why am I picking up Harry to take him anywhere? Maybe at the time, maybe the situation was more drastic, more devastating in my head than I allowed myself to feel. But this was right around the time when out in Lathrop, Lathrop Road and I-5, they built a, a Days Inn, I believe it was. And this Days Inn had two-story hotel rooms. And, well, you know what? Those are the ones I wanted. Why not, right? Splurge a little. That's where all the ballers went. If you had the money, that's, that's, those are the ones you hung out in. I mean, come on, a two-story hotel room in Lathrop, California? Balling. But we set up shop there for a couple of days just to lay low. Didn't go anywhere. Harry did his thing, his little swish and shake and make this. And now we got some, some dope. We ain't got to go anywhere to go get it. There was a lot of peeking out of windows. And, you know, if we went out to eat, it was looking around at the cars. And, you know, some good, some good old-fashioned tweaker shit. For good reason, but then tweaker shit. After a few days, Cindy and I parted ways. We left Harry to figure out his life. I had really no intention of kind of chasing this guy down. Again, he was a, just a stray. So we didn't really circle back for him. We did find time. We made contact, made sure everything was cool to be out in the open. And we made our way to, to Bear's house. After being at Bears for a while, the conversations were getting deep. I took Cindy, I, I put her at her parents' house in Manteca, and I, I went back. Because a conversation needed to be had, like, this all can't be coincidence. Bear gets raided, fucking Jamie gets popped. You know, like, th there's a pattern, you know, and three strikes and you're out, right? Like, I, I, we need to get ahead of this third strike and fucking swing at the fences here. We got to figure something out and... Ultimately, the conversation led. Now, mind you, uh, tweaker conversations take a long ass time because you get fucking distracted. Something shiny or getting more high or whatever the case may be. Hey, let's build a car. But after being open about, you know, hey, I think we should round everybody up. I, I told Bear, you know, we should get together. Whoever it is that gets together when the shit gets deep. Like, I was kind of just throwing shit against the wall thinking, okay, well, this feels organized-ish, right? Like, we've got different people doing different things with different jobs. There's an organization here of sorts anyway. So there has to be people that get together and work through the details. It, it can't all be completely separate. But I said that as 
I was getting ready to leave Bear's house and and go back and get Cindy and to be honest, go who knows where. But when I was leaving and I, I made this comment, Bear said, uh, are you calling a meeting? And I said, oh, shit, I can call a meeting. <laughs> I said, I, 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 I guess I am. I said, yeah, let's let's call it call a meeting. <laughs> We're having a meeting, guys. Yeah, I guess so. R- round them up. Like, we have to get to the bottom of this. This can't continue. You know, how low do we need to lay? So we rounded everybody up, and we got to go to somewhere called the compound. Now, the compound was like this mythical place. People would pretend that they knew what the fuck they were talking about when they talked about the compound. The compound was the safe place. People loved to act like they knew shit. Like, oh, man, you know, da-da-da, so-and-so is being up at the compound. All right, dude. This was like the cool way for the fucking tweakers to act like they know shit. You know what I mean? Oh, man, the compound? Yeah, da-da-da. I know where it is. Fuck you, you don't. Nobody knows where the fuck it is except for the people that need to know where it is, and you sure as fuck ain't one of them. I'll be honest, I sure as fuck wasn't one of them. But I found out. If you've ever driven from the California Bay Area down to the L.A. Basin down I-5, you've been the middle of nowhere. If you've ever driven from Atlanta, Georgia to Chattanooga, you've been out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, If you've been anywhere in Nebraska, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. The compound was nowhere. You just head, I don't know, southwest-ish, east. I I don't know, man. You just go. It's out there. And it's in the middle of nowhere. There is a road that you can get to it, but it is absolutely surrounded by cornfields most of the year. Well, you know, during, during corn season. Getting to the compound... Oh man, it's it's scary. Like, oh shit, man. Oh, I can't believe I'm here. Oof, what am I doing here? You you always heard about this place and people fronting like, oh man, I fucking I know about the compound. Yeah. Well, when you get there and there's I don't know, these seemed like forever tall walls. And I remember they were they were like beige in color, like that 1990s home, like stucco fucking color. But these walls had to have been 12, 14 feet tall all the way around the property just long walls every direction once you're in there was a massive rolling gate that by the looks of it was made of the same shit that the walls were but it was heavy and you pull in and it's all beautifully landscaped the whole drive area is river rock like like the small rocks and it's just beautifully done and as you pull in all the parking is in and to the right. When you go in and to the right, there's also this, I'm assuming was supposed to look like a, a kid's treehouse style. Like it was like a fort, right? But this thing was at least twice as tall as the wall. And it was probably a 20 by 20 footprint. And it was all wood. It was really nicely done. But this wasn't a play structure by any stretch. This was for lookouts. The person that usually sat up in there was like the next up and comer. Whoever was doing really well with the family. And I kind of thought for a second, maybe that's why I'm here. Like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm I'm the lookout guy. You know, like Bear was telling me the story about what goes on over there, what happens here, the way I need to behave while I'm here. 
So when he was explaining to me who it is that goes up in that, what looked like a damn turret room. And I was like, ah, that'll be fun. And you know, no, that's not you. Oh, all right. Well, in and immediately to the left was like where the main person that lived at the compound parked. And then there was the house and the house was again, that, you know, stucco outside style with the, the tile roof and, and, and that whole look like almost like, like a, a Spanish inspired kind of home. It was nice, you know, plants hanging all the way around. And again, that earth tone to it. And it was a very comfortable feeling place. Like I'm used to like hanging out in fucking garages and working on cars and stereos and tweaking out in storage rooms and shit. And now I'm in this big, beautiful house. Very nice woman actually cared for the house. Are you guys hungry? <laughs> hungry? Shit. We eat? Wow. No, I'm good. At least right now. You know, folks started rolling in and and the party started. And I was like, yeah, this is what's up, man. This is this, this is how we decompress. You know what I mean? You make it to this level and this is you get together and you decompress and you know, we'll, we'll bounce ideas off each other and fucking complain about shit. And, you know, this is our decompression spot. And, and the party went on for days. It, it could have been one day. I'm guessing it probably wasn't. I'll tell you what, it, it, when I, every time I stepped outside for a smoke, there was a change in position of the sun for sure. Wasn't real big on smoking inside. Everybody else, I just, I, I just ain't about it. So I'd step outside and be like, oh shit, is this a new day or the end of one? <laughs> Which, which way is the sunset? After the folks showed up and the party is rolling, one of the rules was when you went there, you don't come in and out. You don't build up traffic, right? The ins and outs is what get people hung up. Heavy foot traffic, heavy car traffic puts eyes on shit. So when you're there, you're there for a while. So get comfy and prepare to get fucked up. But I'm taking inventory. I'm taking stock. Like, all right, there's a bunch of folks here. I thought that there would be a few more. You know, I've I've met people in in travels in this new family, this new position that I found myself in, this new this new club. You know, there was one guy that that sticks out like a sore thumb, and I remember him perfectly. You guys remember? You remember the wrestler Rick Rude? With the big bushy mustache and just jacked. Okay. Just imagine a dude like that, but his face more weathered, short, short hair. That's exactly what this guy looked like. Fucking Rick Rude. And this guy was scary. Not, I'm going to run from you, scary, but I wasn't going to fucking poke the bear as I've done in the past. And, you know, this dude was always like, I seen him at bears and I fucking walked right past him. But, he was always with really cute young girls and, 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 you know, in hindsight, now looking back on it, if you were to tell me that this dude was fucking trafficking these little chicks, I'd be like, eh, that, that probably checks out. But you know, it really wasn't unheard of in this day and age for these old school cats with the dope and the money to have these hot little 18, 19, 20 year old girls. Now I don't have the answer to that. I, I can't even really dig into that story for you. I know what I saw. I know how it made me feel. But at the same time, I'm trying to play the role of the cool guy that can manage all of this and, and not like act like a little bitch about it and not fangirl out when I see somebody I've always heard about. 
the conversation went on and I shared with everybody, like, look, you guys, this is what happened on the side of the road. Cindy was there. Cindy didn't say shit. And Bear kind of nodded. Bear, Bear loved Cindy. Loved her. They just connect. Like, he was just a lovable guy, man. But he smiled. You know, I, I referred to fucking Harry as the fucking straight human that was with us. And everybody kind of nodded. Like, yeah, that tracks, dude. Like, Jamie kind of ran through dudes. Like, it was, you know, part of the gig, I guess. Bear shared a little bit about the experience that he and I went through, what happened after I left, the fact that they did take him in, you know, and, and he's going to do some time and, and, you know, but, but at the time they didn't have a lot to go off of. So the residue in the, in the tray was enough to at least get him run in. But the conversation never came up about the people that weren't there. Like, that's great. Everybody's here. You know, this town's represented or this group is represented or this business model is represented. But where the fuck are these people? The sit down happened over a long time because, again, it takes a long ass time for fucking tweakers to get shit done because you're still sitting there fucking off on tangents because you're on one. I had felt like I had had enough. We talked about, hey, we need to lay low here. We should probably keep some space between each other. Does everybody have what they need? Do you ever, does anybody need money? Does anybody, everybody got enough shit? Like, what are, what are our situations that we can just lay low for a while? And some money was divvied up to survive. It was a lot of money. But some money was handed out. Go lay low. Chill out. But as I left, you know, and saying goodbyes... You think having a meeting took forever? Try saying goodbyes, making sure everybody was high enough to get the fuck out. But as I left, I I turned around and I was getting ready to go out to have a cigarette before we bounced. I turned around. And I said, "Hey, you guys, maybe somebody should look into finding out where the fuck the people that are supposed to be here actually are, and why aren't they here? You know, we're talking about all these things that are going on." And we should all have the right people reporting in. And there's some missing. And Bear looked at me with like such pride. <laughs> Somebody said it. Old fucking Rick Rude looked like I just fucking threw a stake to a lion. Like this motherfucker was like, yep. The ramifications of that day and that statement, I don't take lightly. I never would have expected to lead where it led. I don't know what, honestly, I don't know that anything came of it, but I know that the behaviors that happened after that were very surprising. And we left that day. I went back. I, I got Cindy. We went and hugged up in a hotel room for a while, just she and I, and just laid low. And slowly over time, like we would go stay at her parents for a bit, or we'd be at this friend's house for a little while. And, you know, I still had some connections out in Western Ranch. We could stay at my parents' house every now and then. So we had safe places we could be. But remaining in contact with some of these folks, the conversations that were happening, I really interpreted them as like they had just accepted me as an equal with them. You know, so now we get to have big kid conversation. All right, let's have big kid conversation. But these weren't those kind of big kid conversations. This wasn't like a room full of adults talking about uh, their retirement and where their kids were off to college. These were conversations about 
what areas do we move into? What new agreements have been made with other folks in the area? Where have we agreed to stay out of and, and where are we planning on moving into? Maybe some folks are looking for permission to uh, manage a situation where somebody somebody has a lesson that needs to be learned. These weren't standard conversations. This wasn't a standard operating procedure for a normal business. But, you know, here's the thing. Permissions still need to be given. You still have to report to somebody. There is a pecking order and there are options. It's never just, hey, I'm going to do this. Well, you need to hold the fuck on because maybe that's not how you're going to do it. What the hell did I gotten myself into? Did I make it far enough up the food chain that now the words that I say are now behaviors that people are acting on? No fucking way, dude. No way. Because I'm going to tell you what. You guys ever looked at a at, at like a, a lab, right? A Labrador or a golden retriever, right? When they're sitting there and they're just calm and they're chill, right? But they're just fucking waiting for something fun to happen, right? There's not a fucking brain cell amongst it. They're just like the bell is just waiting to ring in that head of theirs for something fun to happen. But on the outside, they're just like calm and cool, right? Well, until they're not. But you, you get what I'm saying. Well, that was me. That's how I lived my life. I would wear this like disguise of this is how I think I should act here. Oh, this is where I, I act hard. This is where I act smart. Oh, this is where I have to act calculated. And this is when I get to have fun. This is when somebody threw the ball and I'm going to go get it. I was playing roles as best as I thought they needed to be played. Because first of all, I don't want to fuck with Rick Rude. Second of all, I don't want to let Bear down. Third of all, I don't want to get myself all fucked up. So I'm playing the role as though I feel like I'm supposed to be playing this and you got to be careful. You got to be careful and pay attention to your behavior and you have to be careful and protect yourself. Now that's what this world does to you, right? Everybody that's an addict and dealing with dealing with mental illness, you're protecting yourself. You're protecting that inner child. You're protecting the little bit of sanity or reality that you're holding on to. So you, you create this persona about yourself this was around the time when motherfucking Jay was born. And it's, it's it like, that was what I was called. Oh, y'all know motherfucking Jay? Motherfucking Jay. It always went together. Oh, y'all don't know motherfucking Jay? It's a scary thought to think that I, just having a good time, ran myself up the ranks far enough that I no longer had to deal drugs. I no longer had to manufacture them. I got to have adult conversations about some very serious scenarios and I was compensated with cash. And that was exciting to me because I felt respected and I felt loved. Clearly I had no idea what love was, (laughs) but that's where we are now. But what never came was the sense of security, of ease. It's not like I made it to the director position of a great company and now it's it's chill, right? I got tenure. You ain't got tenure in this game. I wish there was another way to tell it. But man, you know what? You know what didn't happen here? I didn't get to go to fucking Vegas. A massively pivotal piece of my life was just, I just wanted to go to Vegas and get away and have a good time. And 
and now we're here. You know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but <laughs> you just got to get there, man. You got to get there first. If you like what you're listening to, please rate this all five stars. If you want to talk, you want to chat, get a hold of me. Instagram, my madness method. You can email me, mymadnessmethod819 at gmail.com. Get a hold of me. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to have a conversation. We need each other. We need each other to understand that it's okay. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to look in retrospect. Just keep going. My name is Jason Farias, and this is my Madness Method. The blood in your veins.